0: For
1: another episode of the Cultural Hall. It is a uh, special sort of episode. We'll probably meander quite a bit because it's actually a person in person kind of interview. I haven't done one of these for the Cultural Hall in, I don't know, a year.
2: Uh, uh, Having someone face to face? Having
1: someone face to face with me. I mean, face to face, technically with Zoom. uh, People will recognize the voice, perhaps. It's my friend Russ from Texas, but today it's my friend Russ in Taylorsville on his birthday. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, way to go. You I made it. I survived another <laughs> trip around the sun. Uh, for, we, we are the same age, even though it was funny as I invited Russ over to my house today to do uh, articles of news, which we may meander into at some point. Uh, I found out from social media that says his birthday today. I always think it's three weeks from today, and and nope. <laughs> we should have got that my birthday tattooed on you like
2: we talked about that time.
1: Yeah. I looked through. This is a true story. As you were pulling up, because you were a couple minutes later than you had anticipated. Because I
2: stopped and got kolaches, because we, a good Texan brings kolaches.
1: Thank you. Uh, you, you you know, the, the hospitality that we don't have in the West where... Uh, Everywhere else knows that you don't go to someone's house empty-handed. I may
2: have brought breakfast tacos had you come to my house, but I don't know where you find good breakfast tacos
1: here. Uh, But not, you know, I, I looked through my freezer and thought, do we have any sort of confection treat that I can jam a candle into and make it like I remembered that today was your birthday? And the answer, no. You don't have any creamies? No. No creamies. My wife will sometimes have these gluten-free uh, cupcakes that have to be frozen all times. Otherwise, like if they get even remotely room temperature, they fall apart because they're gluten-free. None of that stuff. I had a lasagna. That was as close as I got. And if I could have cooked it to the point that it would be done, I straight up would have... And I would have eaten yeah. it. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I am.
2: I am a person that is... Uh... I'm a no, I'm no respecter of food when it comes to time of day. Yeah. I would much rather eat a hamburger for breakfast than most traditional breakfast Is foods. there
1: not anything that you would eat for breakfast? You like you, like it, I it goes no bounds, I guess. I don't
2: like milk. So I don't eat cereal. Right. Like that's, but I, I mean, you're talking you about like breakfast filled. You don't like milk. Right, but you're you're talking about any weird any food that I would not
1: like. Uh, I probably
2: like, wouldn't cook, cook fish sticks for breakfast. Okay, I, I, I mean, not that I wouldn't eat them. Like but... if you
1: went to a restaurant, maybe you might order fish sticks for breakfast, or is it the uh, cooking of them? I, be specific here, because no, I hold you to whatever you say.
2: Well, I will tell you that in Texas, uh-huh. uh, there's a, there is a there is a hamburger restaurant called Whataburger, uh-huh. and they're now in more places, and will probably soon be in even more places. But the thing that I love most about Whataburger is. They have their breakfast food from 11 p.m. to 11 a.m., but you can get their whole menu, their regular food, any time of day. So okay. if I know that I've got a busy day and mm-hmm. I'm going to be working and I may not get lunch when I want lunch, mm-hmm. I'm always getting a Whataburger for breakfast. I'm eating a burger, something that will hold me up. But... Their biscuits and gravy are delightful. And so I will it's a get... burger
1: joint that has biscuits and gravy.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's technically a biscuit and
1: gravy, but okay. it's hard to say biscuit and gravy. I, I should also let people know if this is your first episode of the Cultural Hall, I'm sorry. Th- this, this is all going to be all over the place. Russ and I have been friends for more, more than 20 years. We got to know each other first in high school in 1996. So that's. And I found
2: some stuff from that oh, in my no. mom's. Oh house. no! Not not necessarily you, but oh, from good. the thing that we were connected. Good,
1: to. good. So that's you know 26 years ago that we have known each other. So if it seems like it's two old friends, where is this going? I promise there will be Nowhere. some <laughs> church-related stuff to it, but it is also an excuse for us to get connected. Uh, for me to create an episode because you've been on multiple times. Nor- normally talking about living scriptures or doing some news stuff. Um, but yeah, don't don't judge this. Book by this cover, as I guess what I'm saying. Let me go back to the food thing, because I have I have a question. I didn't do this when I was younger, but since we're celebrating your birthday and we're talking about this, do you do the thing, the very false thing where you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I know that later is going to be super busy, so I'm going to eat a big meal right now so that I know that I'm not going to be hungry in the time that something gets stressful or I've got too much going on this afternoon. Uh, and then inevitably you end up getting hungry at that same time and finding a way to eat.
2: I mean, that's generally the logic behind my what a burger thing, uh-huh. like eating a burger <laughs> at, and fries are like right at, at nine in the morning uh-huh. but it, and then like you eat when you can right? Like, yeah you're like i'm gonna need to i'm not I may not be able to eat and so yeah, you're still gonna be hungry, but no, but I
1: mean, I mean intent, intent- yeah. but intentionally larger,
2: oh yeah, 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 yeah there's a there's there's definitely. Like, oh, I got to eat more because I am yeah. store up my calories. Wow. Yeah, I've
1: got a bunch of interviews this afternoon, and I know I'm not going to have time to eat. So what I'm going to do is.
2: So in a weird, I'm going to go back to my breakfast food thing. Please. It started, I think, in high school. Okay. And at the time, Hardee's, which wasn't Carl's Jr. Hardee's, it sure. was Hardee's in Utah, uh-huh. uh, they started serving fried chicken. And uh, at the time, Carl Malone was a spokesperson for yeah, them. Yeah, he could
1: do some damage to some fried chicken. And do you so, remember like, that commercial? I, 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 I could do it, some damage to some fried chicken.
2: I don't want to talk about that because okay. it makes me uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> but... But at the time, my brother worked at Hardee's, uh-huh. and he would bring home copious amounts of fried chicken after his shift at the Hardee's. Okay. And oh. so I would wake up blissfully in the morning at 7 a.m. getting ready for the the school day, and I would find all this cold fried chicken in my fridge. Oh,
1: there ain't nothing better than that. And
2: cold fried chicken for breakfast is, like, it may be, I may like that better than cold pizza for breakfast. Sure. But I don't get it very often. Sure. But, sure. like, that... That's my – that I think that's where I consciously remember eating dinner food for breakfast started yeah. was like I would kill me some fried chicken right before I went to school. <laughs> yeah, and it was
1: cold. I wouldn't heat it up. To be fair, you could do some damage to some fried chicken. Yeah. Do you remember those commercials? I, I, I know that you don't want to impersonate and, and I agree with no. you. There's not any part of us that should go that far. But the commercial was so spokespersonally bad
2: I, I, I'm gonna dive into the YouTube videos. I I'm in Utah helping my mom get moved out of her house into her uh-huh. new house, and I assume some of that might come up during this. But one of the things I found was a Hardy's Kids Mill container from this time period. It was it's a cardboard semi truck. About a foot long.
1: Oh yeah. With
2: with car, it's a Carl Malone semi truck because that was a thing for a while. His trucking yeah. company. Yes. This Carl Malone semi truck kids meal food box from Hardee's. I don't remember if fried chicken came in it or not, but I'm pretty sure it did. Uh,
1: I, I love it, and I I think I have found it. So give me one second. Because yeah, here's the.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Okay, hang on. Let me start. I got to play through the ad. Please this, please. this is so great.
2: As you listen to this, please remember that this was the 90s. And yeah. Things were different. Yeah, please.
1: things were different in the 90s. There's Carl Malone. But we who, would
2: cancel the crap out of this right? Now.
1: If I can make the LDS connection to Carl uh, Malone, because of the perspective that I had being raised in Utah and being raised in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, I thought everyone was a member of the church. And I remember when the jazz—I mean, this is even into my high school years—remembering, like, oh man, it must be so cool to be in Carl Malone's ward when they're going to the playoffs, like to be able to see oh, him. Really, I just sort of just assumed every everyone around me was LDS. It, it was earth-shattering to find that wasn't the case. Okay, so... That's uh, why you were so bad at missionary work, because yeah. <laughs> you thought everyone was... Darned. I mean, I haven't found anyone that isn't LDS. All right, here we go. This is the Carl uh, Malone Hardy's commercial. I'm not positive that this is the fried chicken one, but we'll see. You know, that's a special
0: way I shoot my free throws. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Oh,
2: But the most important thing is to
1: give it your best. Get a Hardee's Frisco Burger. No, no, darn it. Shoot. Frisco Burger. I remember the Frisco Burger. What does that have to do with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Well, Danny Tanner
2: lived in San Francisco, and they made some good sourdough bread.
1: (laughs) That's an interesting connection.
2: Danny Tanner had to be Mormon, right? Right? Would have had to have been. Because we were... Full house.
1: Let's see here. I want to see... This is great. I love when people do things like this on... uh, this is, this is why your wife edits them, right? Yeah, yes. Although she doesn't anymore. Now yeah. I take care of it, so this will not be edited. Oh here we go! Here we go. I found it. Hold on.
0: Hopefully. I dream of fried chicken. Hardy's fried chicken. Chickens on me, fellas. The this holiday Hardy's has great deals on fried chicken.
2: Twelve pieces
0: 599 12 That's pieces, and sixteen pieces nine ninety nine. A hardy holiday deal. Can I get an eight-piece hearty pack, please? Eight, twelve, and 16 pieces. Make that
2: two sixteen 16-pieces. Do you know what 16 plus 16 is? 32. Exactly.
0: Carl Malone's number.
1: Oh, that's not the one. But there is one out there where he but says, d- I could do can some do d- damage to fried some chicken. fried chicken. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I
2: started eating dinner food for breakfast. Well, good. Thanks, Carl.
1: Good, good.
2: <laughs> and, and speaking of uh, of Carl Malone... I At the time, and when they were going through the finals in the late 90s there, I would go to the games. Mm-hmm. I'd, I mean, We would buy them. We'd buy the tickets at Smith Tix and, sure. and go to the game. And so it wasn't – we'd just camp out and buy tickets. And so I found all my jazz memorabilia from their playoff runs and it made me a little bit sad. And has that, there
1: it, ever been a uh, jazz player that has been a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Because I know like the office staff now, like Danny I, Ainge, right? He's – I mean, didn't uh, Thurl Bailey convert later? Yeah, afterwards. So that doesn't really count. But like an active? I don't know. Uh, I'm
2: sure there's been some.
1: I want to say for like a hot minute, like Andy Toolson from BYU was on like the D-League team of the Utah Jazz. Uh, I mean, I, I will
2: tell you the, the truth is that uh, after they lost in the finals to the Bulls. When Jordan pushed off? Yeah. Well... <laughs> Hey, hey, when, when when that all that when that ended shortly after, that, I departed on my mission, mm-hmm. and when I came back, my uh, affinity for the Jad wasn't the same. I haven't been able to.
1: Yeah, I, I know. Watch I haven't cared the either. Same
2: interest, or I, I, honestly, I don't think I could name a player right now. But I also oh, don't live no, in. Of Texas.
1: course you could. Of course you could. Donovan Mitchell. You wouldn't know Donovan Mitchell. I really? don't. I you don't really? Know no. Well, to be fair, you also live in Texas. Could you name a Texas? What's a Texas team? Dallas Mavericks, yeah.
2: Yeah, San Antonio Spurs.
1: Okay.
2: Houston Rockets. Yeah, those oh, yeah, teams. teams. I don't watch basketball anymore, though.
1: Okay.
2: So I, I, it's just it was it was such a thing that was, and I think I it dropped off quickly in college. Like I came back and watched, and then I was like, who are these people? And then they obviously weren't going to the finals, so it wasn't as fun. So,
1: uh, Ryan Smith, owner of the Utah Jazz, is a uh, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Uh, let's see here. There's lots of queries on the internet that ask, do Mormons, does the church own the Utah Jazz? Uh, comments about- 10% of them. Danny (laughs) Ainge. Yeah, 10% of us do. Uh, 10% of the team there. Apparently, and I didn't know this, Thurl Bailey has given, uh, over 50 copies of the Book of Mormon, uh, away to folks. Uh, there's a quote about John Stockton and the, uh, the, uh, Utah Jazz and, uh, and also members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Nope. Not any that I can find. Sha- Sean Bradley obviously played in the NBA, but not, you not know, for Jabbar- the jazz. J- Jabari he, Parker. He yeah? was on a Texas team. Yeah. Yeah. And then a Philadelphia team and now lives in St. George and, a, and is a quadriplegic. Yeah. No, which is crazy. Sad. Crazy. Uh, what else would we like to try and shoehorn into talking about the church that isn't actually the church? Oh, I do want to talk about this. So you mentioned that you're in town, um, and you're helping your mom out and I want to be delicate as far as h- how much we talk about this, but I think it is curious because your mom to me is sort of the quintessential like member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? She does tons of genealogy work. She sold church underwear for a good long time. Uh, she, you know, raised the, the, the three boys and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but then also, as you've talked about kind of cleaning out her house, is like the tried and true, let's have 50-pound, you know, 80-year-old cans of wheat in the basement. It's 45-year-old cans of wheat. Come on now. <laughs> but legitimately... Actually, like, I have told her than that. Yeah, like the food storage room, though it has been like, oh like yeah. what you hear about sort of parodied on things. It is all I can. I and I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna give away an idea here that has been building in my head for the last few days as I've been cleaning out the the, the food pantry in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, there's got to be some sort of uh, like the Hunger Games equivalent of Mormon juvenile literature, right? Okay, I'm gonna write one of these. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, so. I, I found my old tennis shoes among the Nephites book. Sure, so like, Chris I know that,
1: Heimerdinger, former guest of the Cultural Hall. So,
2: like, I know that there's 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 teen fiction that's a thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. but a, a dystopian future world where someone finds someone in the know, right? Like someone like my kids have heard about the tales of Grandma's food pantry, mm-hmm. and so when society falls apart, they 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 decide they're going to go to Utah you know, this is the place because they're going to be able to find these hidden food treasures and yeah. basements all over the valley. Okay. Because I know my mom is not unique in the no. fact that she has cans of salmon from the 90s in Gross. her home.
1: Gross. And which, she does too. That none of this is sarcasm. N- no, yeah. they,
2: they might have, they might have, their Best Buy date might have been in the early 2000s, the salmon, which, which became my go-to question when someone would come down to help me. I'm like... How bad would things have to get for you to eat
0: this?
1: <laughs> and, 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 you can I, join Russ on his new YouTube channel. Will he eat it or is it fresh? Make sure you. Find well,
2: it. it's it's curious too because my mom is also an article sender,
1: mm-hmm. and I say that like, like like cut out and mail it right. Snail mail. It, well,
2: used to be, but now like she'll she'll forward it like, hey, here's this article about whatever whatever thing she wants to talk to me about. A great example was as a young man, I used to enjoy to gamble, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and I mean, they say young, I mean like. 17 18 like I was always fascinated with lottery tickets uh-huh. as like a teenager before I could play
1: yeah and then and, and then, then you could play and are we talking about that or are we skipping no no over no, that? no 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 this
2: was all when I was <laughs> yeah. younger. so like so I, and there's a there's a picture that I, I gave her a framed picture of myself like doing crazy things in college uh-huh. like my for Christmas after my freshman year I gave her a picture of me doing like crazy things in college that I knew she wouldn't approve of and one of them was me playing a slot machine in Las Vegas mm-hmm. because You do that when you're a freshman, and you know when you're in Las Vegas and you're 18, you you do it.
1: Can you be? Is it 18? No, it's 21. We
2: we, we would do it anyways. Yeah. And so, uh, so I would give her a picture of me playing a slot machine, and she would print out an article about the the evils of gambling. Mm -hmm. That was, and it's, (laughs) and I actually found a stack of printed articles about gambling in her in the computer room. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about food storage. Yeah. Because she once sent me a link. Uh, of a group or a group of people or a club that exists online where they would eat expired food. Mm. Like, because the Best Buy date on a can is like, it's guaranteed to taste. It's a suggestion! It's, it's gonna taste like it's supposed to on the date on the can. After that, no guarantees. It's,
1: well, it's like the, uh, par- the parody meme or whatever that I've seen where it's like, you know, it's a bunch of cans sitting around and it's like, today I'm good, but tomorrow I go bad. Like, that's not how that stuff right. works. Like.
2: Right. And, and it's not an expiration date. It's a Best Buy. And it's guaranteed the flavor of it is going to be what they expect it to. But the flavor changes
1: well,
2: the longer you get.
1: I feel like so it the, tastes more canny. So after the
2: article that. that she sent me was people who would purposefully eat expired food. They would, they would seek these things out. Like if I could have found these people, they would have, my, my mom's basement was the, the mother load. But like all of these things that like, what do green beans taste like when they were Best Buy June of 2005? Like, Ugh. like, and they'll, they'd eat it and they'd have meals. They, in the article, it even described them building like artificial agers, which where they would put canned foods in like a barrel in a backyard and they'd mm-hmm. sit in the sun and that way they could artificially a month in this barrel would be like a year kind of mm-hmm, thing. And mm-hmm, they would do this mm-hmm. to try to age to like... Time travel. I mean, I I, I don't drink, but I assume it's like wine, right? Yeah. Like, oh, this is a 1955, whatever. Like, right. you do the same with like peanut butter. No, well, peanut butter's not really in a can that I would feel comfortable eating. <laughs> but like, this is a tuna fish from sure. 1986.
1: That there... <laughs> was a good year for a tuna fish. Yes. That was a very...
2: Very good year for tuna fish. But after that the, the harvest was
1: Well, I mean bony. the winter was hard. Several several uh, the spawners didn't quite make it out of the winter. So like
2: yeah, there we found a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and and Do I, you throw it out? Uh, I, I threw most of it out.
1: Did you have to get a big dumpster? We did. We did yeah. got,
2: but um and that's that's neither her there were some treasures though that I am gonna eat. And I, I found something. And my mom, this can didn't have a date on it Uh because she imported it from Australia, apparently. Uh And uh, so she wrote on it 2008 because that's when she bought it. Uh And so it's got to still be good, right? Right. But it was a a can and it looks like a tuna fish can, like a big tuna fish can. Kangaroo. But it was butter.
1: Oh, interesting. Right. A a, can of butter?
2: A can of butter. And then there's also a can of cheese from that same company, cheese, which doesn't sound as good as the butter. But I'm fascinated with this can of butter. So I'm probably going to eat it. Uh, I don't it, know what on what, if I'm going to just pop popcorn and have it or <laughs> what I'm going to do, but yeah. I'm going to ingest that
1: nutty aged butter. Go, go carefully as you go into this. Uh, I I need to tell you, thank you. Uh, if you are listening to this and you're friends of mine on uh, Facebook specifically, I put out a post a little bit ago about looking for Um, old church books, or really, I guess, just any church books. I don't need, like, your Sunday school manual from last year. That's not what I'm looking for.
2: I did see some cool Sunday school manuals from the 70s. Yeah. That that were really – I I, I didn't realize that was a thing. That kind of stuff I'd be down for. You don't need the teachings of the prophets. No,
1: no. I don't need the Brigham Young, you know, the the thin, green paperback kind of thing. But if anyone is listening to this and they uh, happen to be in the Utah area and have – those old books, I'm starting to collect them. I find them fascinating. Uh, there is some value to some of them, and I get it if you don't want to give me something of value. But I also get it if you're like, listen, I don't want to keep this anymore. We've kept this for four moves. We're not ever reading them. I'm not going to do anything with them, and I'll pass them along. Or, which I I found, uh, you know, um, that there are some people, and especially here in the state of Utah, when they leave the church, they still feel like some sort of thing about the books, right? Like, listen, I don't want to throw these books away. They're perfectly good books, but I don't believe in them. I don't want them around. I don't need them around, etc. cetera. Um, so I'm just going to, you know, kind of leave those aside. And, um, and uh, yeah, I'd like those books if you're in that scenario as well.
2: And, I mean, this isn't stuff that I would give you, but we found a lot of cool old uh, mission stuff from my father. Yeah. Like his flannel board and oh, his cool. little flip book of pictures. Yeah. And I was like, and I was going through these pictures. I'm like, oh, that one's obvious. Oh, I haven't seen that picture before. That's kind of fun. Yeah. But it was really interesting to see like, what was missionary work like in 1970 versus.
1: How much of that stuff do you keep? Because the thing that I know, like, uh, so this house that I'm living in is my grandparents' house. Uh, And the perspective that, like, when my grandma passed and everyone came through, like, all of my cousins and there's, like, 60 of us. And, like, I took a blanket and I took a plaque that my grandma got and, like, a couple pieces of yard furniture. Like, knowing that, like, you have five kids, some of the things that you have they'll want and pass on. But, by and large, they don't care about your junk. Does that motivate you to get rid of the stuff or are you not even in that mind space?
2: And I mean, I I know now that most people that are our age and younger, I'm assuming, Mm -hmm. don't want big heavy. This was grandma's. Bookshelf. this yep. was the whatever like they don't this is
1: her cedar to... chest this it, is her curio cabinet, this is her blah 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 blah
2: like and I mean, I know that we have some of that from my wife's family that we've had shipped to Texas from Canada mm-hmm. and like sometimes I look at it I'm like oh, this is nice, I'm glad that we have this this touch point the the, the dinner table that my my wife's father ate dinner at as a child like this is a it's a cool thing that now our kids are doing that, right, but it also feels like an anchor, yeah, like when I think of like well, what if we were to move? what are we going to do to move this again? Like, it gets, it gets, it gets hard. When it comes to things like, like I found, uh, my dad's missionary journal Mm -hmm. and like, he didn't keep a very good journal. Yeah. I mean, I hate this guy.
1: These people suck.
2: But there was a, there was a great, there were great organization in the front of like his, the, the, the program from the farewell. And Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. I think he had a pretty detailed list of his companions. And then like, there was a couple pages. There were some fun newspaper articles from, Alabama where he was where like these new elders are in yeah. town ministering the, the small
1: town newspapers, newspapers. From, from the 70s
2: so that there was, there was some of that and then like a bunch of blank pages but do I need to physically keep that journal or do, am I going to just scan it or am I I don't know and like do my, my will my kids have any interest in that right. I doubt it right not not for any nefarious reason but like what wh- what point do you let it go yeah but I think, I think the, seeing p- the picture albums coming out of the house, I think it would be really good if I could find the weeks required to scan all of that and make those all digital and then just throw them away.
1: You know, you know uh, props too. And we should probably actually do an episode about this. Um, a lot of these like um, genealogy centers at the Stake Center or I know especially the one in downtown Salt Lake, you can take like a stack of photos – And they have those scanners. Oh, those like super scanners that that just go. You just bring uh, one of those um, like terabyte drives, connects it in, goes right on it. And you're done with what would take you ordinarily weeks, like you mentioned, like an hour. And And, and it's free. The church offers it for free.
2: I will say this um, about family history and like these items and like what i should do is digitize them and then also upload them to the family search sure because i had the one of the most unusual elders quorum experiences was, was to do dealing with this i was sitting in the class did you and,
1: feel the spirit and it felt like a worthwhile time as that was the unusual no, I, I, elders quorum I, I, experience? I, I
2: totally put my head down and blocked out everything that they were saying okay but the meeting started He's like the, and i
1: don't mean to be cynical but they're I have had some meetings recently where I'm just like, man, I love everyone. This is so hard for me.
2: I, My uh, elders quorum president is an attorney, uh-huh. and I came into elders quorum late the other day. Uh-huh. And as I walked in, I realized he had just explained the legal basis for the Road versus Wade decision. And I okay. was like... I'm glad I missed this. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he said, he ended it by saying like, I, I mean, like I'd been in the room for 30 seconds. Like, does anybody have any questions? And some old guy on the back was like, I think we should get to the lesson.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like,
2: but that, so I'm in the elders quorum uh-huh. and they start talking about how easy it is to prepare a name to take to the temple. Mm-hmm. And I was like.
1: Which I've never done. Have you done that before? I never have. Yeah. Okay.
2: So I thought, so I thought, okay, I've never done this before. How hard could it be? I'm going to do it right now on my phone. Okay. So I'm going to do it. And so I stop listening to everything this guy says. So I jump into family search and I put my information in, and it comes up. Uh, I don't know that we made this clear earlier. My father died when mm-hmm. I was young. And so my father had, has passed away, and so he's not, no longer living. So I get into my thing and there's a notification that says there's missing temple work for my dad. And I'm like, no, there's not. What? There's no missing temple work for my dad. So I clicked on it to see what was the thing. And it was, a, there was a mistake or whatever. Oh,
1: okay. But then I, I was going to say, that sounds
2: Yeah. Crazy. So I click on it and uh, there, uh, there's a, a feature where people can upload things um, from whatever sources, whether it's like things that have been indexed or whatever, like people can tie those records to, the person, right? Sure.
1: Like if he, his name appeared on a census, if right. he would, had enlisted in the draft, if he, or even just a picture if, right. you know, my uncle, my uncle John knew your dad and they both, I know that that's your, yeah.
2: Yeah, you. Yeah. You, he gets tagged in a picture. It's, right. it's very Facebooky in, in, a, in a good way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in there and I, I open it and there's like, you know, 15 things have been uploaded about your dad. And mm-hmm. I'm like, go on, click. Yeah. So then I click and there is this series of newspaper articles from Provo that the, the, the Daily Herald had been digitized and like people had tagged him and like, you know, connected his records. And like, there was all these newspaper articles. So I sat in Elder Scrolls reading these crazy uh, newspaper articles about my dad. So I'm reading about how, you know, he built a snow dog after a big winter storm. And What's there's a, a snow dog? It's like a, it's a dog made out of snow. Oh, okay. Kind of like a snowman. Like a
1: snowman, but a dog. But okay. it was like,
2: he made a dog, so there was a picture of him with his snow dog <laughs> in his yard. Like, eight-year-old my dad. And then there was like, I think he was t- 10 or 12, and he, he was climbing Mount Timpanogos for the 10th time. Mm. And I was like, what the world? And like, all this stuff that I, I never knew. And then like, you know, he was a paper boy for the Herald and had, you know, done all this, like, he'd qualified for some trip to California or whatever thing. And there's all these newspaper articles about, like, child my dad. And, like, I never knew any of this stuff. And I was, so I'm just sitting in priesthood going through this. And so so when I think of, my like, my dad's mission stuff that I found, like, I think it'd be interesting to, like, scan that page of his mission companions where he like, labeled them out and, like, mm-hmm. talked about them. Like, upload that. Tag those people in there and, like, connect them to, so, like... You know, brother so-and-so and and kids from wherever can know like, oh yeah, that, this connects here and this is how it works. I think that would be a meaningful way to to do, a meaningful thing to do with these records that Mm -hmm. obviously that book probably isn't going to be around for another 40 years. Yeah. Because like, who's going to carry it around and who's going to store that in their house?
1: I'm dying to know, did you actually get a name ready for the temple or did you get super distracted? (laughs) I got super (laughs) (laughs) distracted.
2: Like, uh, they're... <laughs> How hard can this be? I it's uh,
1: worth of distraction later.
2: But I, I mean, like, I feel like um, not not getting a name, like the putting the name in itself. I think now there's like, it's relatively easy to to claim a, a relative that mm-hmm. like the 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 work the they've been found mm-hmm. and are on the great, uh, what are they called? Pedigree chart in the sky. Like mm-hmm. their name is there, and we know who they are, and like, but work is missing. I think it's easy now to pull up a thing and be like, oh, the, I'm going to go to the temple on Friday. I'm going to need a name. This is pre-COVID. So you would go and like, oh, I mean, we're going to go, let's print some names and go. like, we've done that. I've never, never found a person's name and put them in the chart and then like gone and done that. You should. I, I have a. Do it. Well, it's, it's the problem of being uh, from a long line of members of the church and yeah. everybody has the uncle or two or three that have done copious amounts of yeah like it's the low-hanging fruit is gone
1: yeah you you find that person that maybe is like less active in your area or like the neighbor and then you just start there hey Mm -hmm. we're gonna you're gonna what oh too late yeah we're Uh, already done (laughs) i want to uh i want to take a break and when we come back in the second half i don't know that we're gonna actually get to news and as we sit here and as we sort of chatted Uh, I got an email from a mutual friend of ours. I don't think that I'm going to tell you who. Um, I may off because I I just don't want you to – the email was shared with me in anonymity. And so I'd like to talk to you about what it says in the email but without you knowing who it is. And then obviously I can tell you because it's not pertinent – to anyone listening, who the person is, only to say that you and I know this person. And
2: he rounds second base, coming into third. <laughs> Inside baseball. Yeah, but
1: it's but it's all about the church, okay. uh, and so we'll do that, and we'll come back and and do that in the second half of whatever this is uh, of the cultural hall. <laughs>
2: When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit Lennondesign.com.
1: BestDJinUtah.com, that is the website if you would like to hire me to come and to be at your event. Now, uh, I've done weddings and uh, family reunions, and I've had the opportunity to gather with folks just uh, for a party. I have yet to do a funeral Uh, and so I, I don't want to say it with such exuberance, but I'm willing to play the music at a funeral. And I know that some people have really started to turn, uh, the passing of someone into a party. Not that we're celebrating that they're gone. No, that's not what I'm saying. Take that back. Come on, Richie. I'm just saying... The opportunity to be able to gather and celebrate the life of an individual. This suddenly got really dark and I didn't mean it to. The point is, if uh, you have an event, an activity that you need music to be played for, why not consider hiring me? Uh, You go to bestdjinutah.com.
0: Hey friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. And as you know, there's been this humongous video card shortage. In fact, there's been a huge electronic component shortage, but no need to worry. At PC Laptops, we just got in shiploads of Nvidia and AMD video cards. We have them in stock right now, and they're available with all new PC Laptops desktop computer systems. All of our desktops are backed with a lifetime parts and labor warranty. That means if your video card blows up. In 10 years, you're covered 100%. Now you can get our cutting-edge PCs for as low as $29 a month. And we also have 12-month special financing. Hurry into PC Laptops right now and grab a desktop computer with an NVIDIA or AMD video card. Because at PC Laptops, we really love you. PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. All right, here in the second half of whatever this
1: is, I wanted to share this email. Uh, My mind has been a lot on uh, people who leave the church recently, Um, watching or have watched at this point now the Hulu, it's not really documentary, but maybe docu-series, Mormon No More. Uh, It's the story of uh, two women that were in heterosexual marriages. They found each other and then they were like, oh, I kind of love you. Oh, I kind of love you. And... It follows the journey of them leaving their heterosexual partner and then entering into a homosexual marriage with one another. That that is really a base way of describing it. it. They have kids, and you get to talk to each of their former partners. You get to hear from them and and see what that's like, and and also you get to hear about them, you know, and how they feel about the church. I think the title is far more um, like makes it feel far more adverse against the church, like Mormon no more sounds like, and then I said I'm not ever going to be Mormon ever again, right? Like Mormon no more. Uh, I mean, they are Mormon no more, but I feel like but the we title... all are
2: because we've stopped using that word. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> In general. Uh, I, I, it, it is maybe not for the very thin of skin, but I feel like a lot of people can really glean something from it, even if it's just the experiences that people have. If um, you know, if they 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 recognize something within them that they didn't before, and find themselves yearning for a partner of the same sex, and then how that intersects with the church, I think there's a certain ap- amount of like empathy and compassion to be learned from it. I don't agree wholeheartedly with all of it, but they do a pretty good job. The, yeah, and I, I think,
2: and I haven't watched this series yet, uh-huh. and I you should. I I feel like when I t- hear about these the way it's presented or the way you presented it uh-huh. like i feel like me growing up here in utah i felt like there was a time like this is so unique to our church mm-hmm. but i don't think it is no nope. i think most of the things like this the, it's not a unique thing to our church i think it's an it's almost normal in in all faith faith circles there's mm-hmm. you could have done this series with episcopalians
1: that yeah. Yeah, but Episcopalian's or, no more doesn't have the same ring. Right, right. You'd have, you'd have to you'd have to, you'd have to the rhyme that in. word, and now I'm
2: going to be trying to do that for the yeah. rest of the time we talk. Like <laughs> rhymes with Episcopalian.
1: There's yeah. no.
2: Right, I'm more partial to the Methodists.
1: So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm partial to the fugue, which is interesting. So anyway, I get this email, uh, I, so that's completely separate. But. Um, I made this post as I was talking about the, you know, hey, I'll take your old books if you decide to leave the church, specifically Mormon books. And um, someone posts... Or The Hobbit. He really wants a copy yeah. of The Hobbit. <laughs> if you got original Tolkien and The Hobbit. Uh, so a friend of mine, a mutual friend of of the two of ours, uh, she said, oh, I, I wish I would have known. We got rid of ours a couple of years ago. And I it stopped me in my tracks because I went... Wait a minute, you 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 aren't a member of the church anymore, um, and and I'm one who is always shy about things. So I Facebook messaged her instantly and said, "Wait a minute, are you not a part of the church anymore?" To which uh, she said, "Hey, what's your email address? I want to send you something." And um, it's been it's been curious because I've thought about uh, this individual multiple times in the last. Uh, week or so since i got this email Uh, and the reason is a couple is a couple fold one is um she was someone that i was dating a little bit and um it was which could be any of (laughs) the
2: thousands of people (laughs)
1: thank you thank you thanks for that uh there were for narrowing it down there Mm -hmm. were a few uh, but at this particular time i hadn't dated a whole lot of people and she was one whom i had dated and it was on a ride home um, from college together that she and I were talking. And she said, well, hey, are you going to do this mission thing? And I was like, I don't really know. And she was the one who said, well, I think that you should figure it out because if you are going to go, you should go and God would want you to go. And uh, I was like, "This is awfully aggressive from this girl that I'm kind of dating. But it rung true enough that that was the weekend that I you know, sort of came home and and figured out whether or not I would serve a mission, and she was also one who said, "You know, you don't have your patriarchal blessing yet. You 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 need to get your patriarchal blessing. It'll be, provide you, you know, comfort and pieces. You serve and and trying to teach other people. And and she was fairly like, um, very, fairly kindly aggressive about it, right? You know, there's the people that you're like, got it. She was like, no, I genuinely care, and it came from a place of caring. So she sends this email. Uh, after I said, oh, oh, you're not a member of the church anymore. She says, dear friends. So this is obviously what she sent everyone, um, at the point that they decided to leave the church.
2: Which is kind of an interesting idea. And I think that, that would make sense. Like you'd kind of, if you got to that point, you would, you'd be getting the question so many times you'd, yeah. you'd want to have your, this is the well thought out question. Clear-cut thing. This is why.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's like any time – if there's ever a family emergency in our family, I'll have someone that will be the spokesperson for the family emergency and then – all updates are filtered through website or social media for that person or whatever. So it's not what's going on, what, what. Like it just – it becomes yeah. the bandwidth of all that. Uh, says, we apologize for an impersonal email and hope that this does not dismin- diminish the personal nature of what we share or how much we appreciate your friendship. Some things are best said in print. You may or may not know that our family has been through a faith journey over the past couple years that has led us to a change in beliefs over the church's fundamental teachings. We know this saddens you. It grieves us also. We recognize we haven't openly shared the details of our journey with you. Our reluctance to share has purely been a manifestation of our struggle to accept our new reality, but not a desire to keep you at a distance or because we don't love or trust you. The reality is that this has been hard. In all honesty, it's probably been one of the most difficult experiences that we've faced together. Our loss does not come without grief, but we want you to know that we are doing well. We have grown closer as a family, as we have gone through this faith transition together, and we continue to feel God's hand in our lives. We are forever grateful for our time in the church. We've had many beautiful and endearing experiences in the church that have shaped who we are as people. There are many good things that we still appreciate and admire about the church and its people. The church will always be an important part of our heritage and a part of our story, and we hope to keep all the goodness that it has given us. So pretty, you know, fair letter so far. Uh, And then goes on, we value you and our friendship. Our hope is that a difference in beliefs will not come between us. We respect everyone's individual beliefs and spiritual journeys and are teaching our children to respect others as well. We hope that you will always feel safe when we are together. We don't want the church to be a taboo topic. If you ever have questions for us, we hope that you feel comfortable asking. But out of respect for you, we are not going to bring up the details of our faith journey with you. Rest assured, we have no intention of becoming anti-Mormon and certainly do not intend to spread doubt. We know that you can raise a happy family in the church. We are also confident that we can raise a happy family outside the church. It continues. There are various misconceptions about why people step, step away from the church, a desire to sin, being offended, exposure to anti-Mormon literature, or being led away by Satan. None of these explanations describes what we've gone through. We want you to know that we are not doing this because we desire to live a life contrary to what the the church or Christ has taught us. We were not casual with our covenants. We were all in and have spent more time studying the doctrine and history of the church the last couple of years than ever before from Church approved sources. We've certainly been on both sides as we have watched many friends and former ward members leave the church. We've talked to them personally to better understand so we could help them navigate their doubts. We've spent years in service on ward council. We have applied the advice to doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. Just please understand that this enormous shift for us has not happened on a whim. We're not being flippant or just merely choosing to go inactive. In our attempt to live by our value of integrity, we feel a need to distance ourselves from the organization of the church. We recognize relationship dynamics can shift when a commonly shared belief system changes for someone. We will work hard to not allow this change to affect our relationship. We will not be offended if we aren't invited to temple nights, family home evenings, etc. In fact, we'd prefer not to be someone's project. We would love to spend time together in other ways. We are confident that our friendship exceeds religion and ideology. Thank you for con- continuing to be respectful of our family. We have felt your love and respect, and it means so much. And then with love, this friend. Right? Right. So, as you hear that, and I know that I was a little bit lengthy. So, I appreciate everyone who kind of stuck through it. Like, what what's your sort of immediate like takeaways and and uh, and 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 feelings? And maybe I'll I'll give you a second to ponder. The thing for me is like I, I feel like it was it was v- like very th- thought out. Like literally every point. Like oh, but what about oh, but what right right. And so I think that's interesting. I think that it's interesting um that that someone would feel like they need to do that when they leave the church like almost like that that letter needed to be owed to someone like I don't know that I feel like I if I decided to stop going to church I don't know that I feel like I owe anyone anything that's been sort of a curious i mean thought line for me I, I I think it I think it
2: clears the air like why are they are they just less active are they are they interested in doing other things on sunday like i think it, it it gracefully clears and draws a clear distinction what what they're doing and so there's no and it also opens the door if you have questions come ask right and so like you can you can you you eliminate all the like you really should you know come to this or come to that yeah i think i think it's tactful
1: yeah same the thing that I think is so curious to me, and my wife has even commented, she's like, you have lots of friends who have left the church. Lots of friends. I mean, I can think of other mutual right. friends between the two of us. And on I don't have enough fingers on my two hands to be able sure. to say, oh, yeah, these people, these people, these people, these people, these people. But for whatever reason, this has impacted me more.
2: Interesting. The, just be, be, does it feel more formal and permanent? Or... Because May- I, I feel maybe. like I feel like when people leave the church in general, and I, and I'm I'm gonna generalize here, which is, which is this person obviously said not they don't fall into these. I feel like there's a temptation to like there's categories of people that leave. Like, do they just get used to not going to church during the pandemic and they're just not coming anymore, and the, right. g- they're just kind of like the gradual slide away mm-hmm. that 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 mm-hmm. group, or like is that a person? Is it a person who's like oh, I just want to drink? coffee sure. like or whatever sure. whatever the thing it is whatever the thing the, is that's the contrary uh, to the church the church. thing that they say like oh they just have a desire to sin or what yeah. whatever right. like the, the, and like and they're like eh, like the, and so that that's that's the thing and like oh it's the like the anti I mean I watched uh I saw a TikTok video the other day that said like you know the people that just slide away like that or leave for those reasons they're the ones that like they might come back you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and like but people who are in the like this person on TikTok said like the people who are in the like I've studied this out, and I've I'm leaving because I we don't have the I can't connect to the doctrine the way this does. Like mm-hmm. we're not really gonna come we're not gonna come back here. Yeah, not likely. And so I'm like trying to create that that separation. That yes, this isn't this isn't just a whim. And that was the other thing that that uh, kind of struck me as being being interesting in the the letter. Is she talking about like we're not this wasn't just a whim. This is something we studied it out. And I've thought about my time as a missionary a lot. Mm-hmm. The idea cuz w- when we went, we knocked on doors. Right.
1: And I don't Do know. Do they very, not knock on doors I don't, anymore? I
2: don't think they knock on doors at anymore. All? I don't think so.
1: I kind of liked it.
2: I mean, I mean it's kind of drifted away from that over like I mean we had some missionaries in Texas that got arrested for knocking on doors. Yeah, they did. <sighs> but you know, I, I think we're in a we're in a society now that like you, you at least in the United States like like, knocking on doors was never effective. Sure. Right? And so, like, that was what for me as a missionary, I was like, I would never buy a car from someone who knocked on my door. Hmm. I'm selling this great Honda. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Show me your flip chart about yeah. the great features of this. Is, it's that, an, got, is that EV? Is that EV? It's <laughs> got Apple Play. Or Google, whatever your, your yeah. thing. I, yeah. Like, I would never buy a car from sure. someone who knocked on my door. And I can't imagine... That there's anyone who will listen to this that will think, man, I would buy a car if someone knocked on my door. I don't know what the problem with well, that if is. I need,
1: if I really needed a car, like if I know. couldn't get anywhere, and and this and this is how much statistically how much I think that is, right? If it's the person who couldn't get anywhere to buy a car but had the money and means to do it, but you know, their car had only broken down particularly that morning. Like, those are the circumstances that had to be in play.
2: Which, which maybe would have happened 50 years ago. Sure. You could, that, that scenario, hey, Actually, sure. I got a car here. Sure. sure. sure, sure. But like now you could Garvana a car to your door sure. and they just bring it, like you sure. could, you would also research out what kind of car you wanted. Sure. Like there's a million things. I would never buy a car from a door-to-door salesman. Not that missionaries are salesmen. No. but They are. But I mean like, not in a bad way. Right. Like it's, so I, but I, so I would always think as a missionary, like I would never buy a car from someone knocking on my door. Why would I think that I would change my life, my religion, my something based on what something that someone said to the coming to my door? Right. Like that, it, I was always, there was always a disconnect there. Yeah. Which, which to me, it was like, like, well, if it's in the right circumstances, it happens. Mm-hmm. And like, and.
1: It happened multiple times for right. me.
2: <laughs> right. But I mean, no, it happens. And it happens like. Like, that is the only way that some people will be found. Yeah. And so, like, it makes sense to me, like, that that would be a thing.
1: But there are far more effective ways, like the Carvana of church.
2: Right. No, but I mean. <laughs> but church in the fauna. In, in the, the idea of this letter where it's like, we haven't left on a whim. Like, I can imagine if someone knocked on my door or my children's door later in life. And my daughter called me and said, dad, I've decided to join this church. They came and knocked on my door. I would feel like it was a whim. Uh-huh. Like just like, what's the hot, cool new thing that right, you're, right, right, you're, right. you're, you're caught up in a trend, you're caught up in something mm-hmm. like this is just a phase. Like that would be my, my takeaway from that response. And so I think, I think disclaiming or making it clear that this isn't just a whim, this isn't a flight of fancy, I think is, I, that's how I connected those two. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like joining a church because someone knocked on your door to me seems like kind of a whim, even though I know that it's not.
1: Right, right. Mm- but, the, yeah, the thing that I still keep coming back though is because like I'm a person who believes in like like, you know this this grander perspective of agency, right? Like I don't want someone to feel like they need to be in the church because of social pressure or anything like that. And like I'm thinking of a very dear uh, mutual male friend of the two of us who he served a mission and he has nothing to do with the church anymore. Um, and you know, we both love him dearly. And when he left, I was like, oh, you know, that that's too bad. You know, I joke around with him. I'm like, listen, I'll take care of it when you die. Don't worry. I've got you, you know, but like there, there wasn't this to me with him, there wasn't this feeling like, oh, oh, maybe I need to look at you know, at me, do it, it. Why am I doing these things? Whereas with this person, I'm not sure why the, the impact is, has been so great where it's like, I don't know if it was just the, the matter of like respect or the impression or the guidance or the change that, that, that this individual brought into my life or whatever. I, I guess for lack of any better sort of term, it, it's one of those things where it sort of shook me a little bit and I go, okay, well, I mean, what do I believe? I still believe these things, but why? Why even with believing A, B, C, and D, which I feel like is what you do as a member of the church? Even though I still believe those things, those things haven't changed. Like, why does it, why is this so hard for me? That this individual said, "Nope, I'm out, can't do it," and I don't know. I don't have I don't have a an answer to that at this point.
2: The the idea that it becomes, it's to the point that they're, you know, just putting it out that way. And the, I think that the thing that kind of, the, another line from the letter that kind of resonated with me is like, it's, it's possible to raise great families in the church, but it's also possible to raise them out, out of the church. Right. And like that's something I've thought of a lot. Like, does it become easier to gain your salvation not in the church? Hmm. Hmm. And that's that's a, like the. Is it, does it, is it harder, you know, if is, is the Spider-Man thing in, in the church, is it, is it harder where there's more responsibility? Not saying that a person's shirking responsibility, sure, but for the general public in, in, in a sense, does it become does salvation become harder as a member of the church? That's something I think about sometimes. I'm not saying that you're avoiding a challenge by dropping out, or
1: sure, but like I also think like there that there are specific people because there have even been people within the cultural hall that have left the church, and I think, oh, that's too bad. Or hey, is there anything that we can do? Is there a the fellowship thing? Can you know? Hey, have you thought about this? But but ultimately, like it hasn't, it hasn't been you know, it's a sad thing. I don't want to say that it hasn't been sad, but it hasn't been a thing where I'm like, Oh, 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 I need to look maybe inwardly on this. But like, if you and your wife, I know that there have been some things in the, in the time that you guys have been married within particular congregations where you're like, well, it's a good thing. The church is true because this is a bunch of junk. Uh, (laughs) but like, if you guys called me up and said, Hey, you know what? We're out. And you said, it's not a whim. It's not leadership. It's, We fundamentally, you know, found ourselves not being able to do this. And I don't want to put this weight on you, but Mm -hmm. I'm about to put this weight on you. Like, that would be super hard for me. I wouldn't follow you out. But there are certain people that, like, I just feel like it's like, oh, uh... I mean, okay.
2: I, I feel like what I'm saying is cheapening this situation, not yours, but yeah. this whole discussion. Because I, I, in my head, I just automatically compare it to physical objects or material possessions that uh-huh. we have. Like uh-huh. in the same idea of like, I wouldn't buy a car from someone that door-to-door sells. Uh-huh. Well, what if I did? What if you were the car missionary that came to my door and sold me on Hondas? Uh-huh. Hondas are the best. Uh-huh. And then... 15 years later, I'm in dr- driving my fifth Accord and I'm loving it. And like, oh, I don't, I don't drive Hondas anymore. Yeah. Like, like what? W- wait, why? What's I got a lemon, got a bad one. Yeah. Or like, or I did some research and the, whatever the, the history of the car company, or I, I don't drive Volkswagens anymore, or whatever it is. <laughs> like uh-huh, I found uh-huh. some, some, something in the past that made me not want to be associated with that brand. Like I, I don't, I, I think it would cause me to look at it. Like, wait, why? Okay, maybe I do need to look at different brands of cars. Yeah. Or maybe I do need to look at different clothing or shoe manufacturers based on your suggestion that, oh, no, I don't do that anymore because of these wrong reasons. <laughs> or not wrong reasons, these perceived wrongs that mm-hmm. the company does. And like, do, am I willing to, am I willing to evaluate my iPhone and my, my my use of an iphone for the last decade based on their corporate practices do i get to the point where i don't want to be associated with a brand
1: Hmm.
2: have i ever done that and i can't think of a time where i've like i'm not gonna i don't like the way the whatever they this 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 business's business practices have never convinced me to not use their product and probably they should have Mm -hmm. and not not talking about apples or cars or whatever but there's probably things that I'm not a big boycott person, but there's probably some things I should run. And so it's not hard for me to apply, like, if a person was the type of person, like, I can't use an iPhone because of the way they're manufactured and the conditions that they treat people or Nikes or whatever it is. Like, is it not fair to say that a person would have those same, um, what's the word? Use that same lens to evaluate the church. Hmm. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to cheapen it, but like, I think, I think that's a a valid lens to look through things. Sure.
1: Sure. It's interesting, though, because I'm right in the thick of, like, ugh, looking at this is uncomfortable. Like, that's the place that I'm at. I'm not – I don't feel like I'm on the other side where it's like, well, sure, they didn't want to do a Honda anymore. But I love my Honda. And the Honda is the car for me. Like, I'm not I, – I don't know that I'm there yet. I think that I'm like, oh.
2: Maybe I do need to look yeah, at those what is, Consumer Reports yeah, magazines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See and, why.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, and then is there becomes, a
2: better car for me
1: now? Yeah, and that becomes a tricky thing because it's like, well, make sure it's Consumer Reports, not The Consumer Report, which is a knockoff magazine that doesn't give you the right information, or and it's Consumer Reports with a Z, and it's you know some other kind of but. Hack job. It, but I mean,
2: that kind of goes to the idea that um, another realization I had as a missionary was that you knock on someone's door, and I went to Texas on my mission, which has nothing to do with why I live there now. Yeah. But I knocked on knock on people's door, and they would say something to the effect of, "No, I'm I'm saved. I'm going to heaven," uh-huh. and I would say, "You are right," because like based on our beliefs, like everyone here is, yeah, we're all going to heaven, right? In the the word that you can define however you want to, but it'll be different than everybody else who hears the word heaven is going to mm-hmm. define it differently. Mm-hmm. You're going there, and so it's is the car that. That's right for you. They, yeah, it just, yeah. I, it just becomes, all, all cars get you places. Yeah. Like, and obviously, the, the game is where do you want to go? Where do you hope to go? So, it just becomes a little more, I guess, incumbent on you to choose your ride.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting. No news in this episode of the cultural hall. We thought we were going to get there. I'll make sure I name it something so that... People recognize from the very beginning that this would just be a lot of discussion about, you know, Church of Jesus Christ of it's
0: Latter-day news
2: Saints about related us. things.
1: <laughs> it's two guys who wanted to spend some time visiting with one another. It's like a birthday say,
2: present that you all didn't
1: want to be a part of. Oh, but you did. <laughs> right? I did. That's why I'm yeah. here. That kolache. If you haven't had a kolache, it's worth looking into. Is that a hot dog that's in that? by the way. Um,
2: I mean, like you could get really uh, into the definition of words, but essentially they're old Czech baked goods. Okay. Sometimes I had fruit. a
1: jalapeno and I didn't want to offend you. I hate jalapenos, uh, I, but I, I ate that thing like a beast. I
2: almost told Well, we had the, 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 the Kolachi place in Provo that I went to to pick that up. had, had, they called it the Texas style one, which was mm-hmm. a sausage and jalapenos and cheese.
1: Yeah. The cheese was good. Sausage was good. The jalapeno will haunt me the rest of the day.
2: I will say that like at various kolache places in Texas, the quality of the sausage r- ranges from the best sausage you've ever had to a hot dog. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you wouldn't have been excited to see me this morning if I said, Richie, Richie, I brought you a pig in a
1: blanket. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but you it, call you <laughs> called a it a kolachi and I'm in.
2: It hits different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, you should have brought me some Hardee's fried chicken from the, <laughs> from the refrigerator. From the refrigerator, from the mid '90s. We
2: can have some cold fried chicken to destroy. Yeah,
1: to damage, damage, damage the fried chicken. Uh, we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body, like how chicken in the fridge would.
2: Cold fried chicken for breakfast is a quality meal.
1: Uh, that when the time comes, that you'll be able to travel home in safety. And if the, you weren't in healthy enough, yeah. And if you weren't healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Brother Brent, Miracles, I Told You So, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast will be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall.
0: Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really gotta go on the Cultural Hall show.